Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Here we are again, and we are ready for a new episode. This time, I'm going to be talking about your hard story. Don't we all have one? I recently just got back from a class in Chicago. I'm becoming a Freedom Academy coach in trauma-informed, spirit-filled, God-ordained trauma coaching. One of the things that has to happen when you are going through a coaching class is you have to be coached yourself. So you have to go through the same thing that you'll eventually be coaching other people in. And the very first thing that we had to do for our homework before we even stepped into Chicago and the class was we had to send in our hard story, something that had happened to us before the age of 18. So for those of you that know Um, I wrote a book called Unmothered. There's a lot of hard stories in there before the age of 18, after the age of 18, (laughs) into my 20s, and then finally, you know, 30 hit. I think things were starting to come together. But there was this one story that actually was the very first chapter in my book, and it was uh, the story of, of me coming home with men carrying my couch out to a big moving van and our whole house was devoid of furniture and my mom was saying that we uh, were moving that day and we were leaving we had to meet someone at the park we met a strange man he drove us to another town and basically this the whole point of this was that my mom was pregnant with this man's child and my sister is a different nationality and so We couldn't pass the child off as my father's. And so my whole life changed that day. I I guess like when I say it, so even now I kind of separate myself from that little girl of, oh my gosh, like I walked home from school and my whole life changed. The house that I knew was gone. Um, All these things. So it was funny when I was reading this story in my small group when I got there. I cried through the whole thing. And I don't think I've ever cried over that story the way I cried that day in that room. And one of the gals in my small group made it so clear to me. She said, you lost six things that day. And as we started going through each thing, you know, you lost the trust of your mother. You lost your dad that day. You didn't know if he'd ever come back. I kept asking where my dad was. My mom wouldn't answer me. I lost my home. Uh, I lost a new friend that I was walking home from school. You know, there was all these little pointers that she pointed out to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, yes, like digging into your hard story that has been buried for so long just makes you survive. But we have all of these emotions and triggers and traumas just even from that one story that I have never dug into before. And so we spend half our lives just surviving the trauma that's been done to us. And we need to ask God, like, how do we dig through that to get healthier? 
and not just survive, but thrive. And when can you get truthful about all the things that you've gone through and start working out your hard story? And when you can do that, can you find the freedom in that? My answer is yes. I found so much freedom from sitting for four days. I had to go through that story twice as I heard other stories in my small group that broke my heart. And here's the thing. When I compared my story to other people's stories in that room, there was some horrific stories in that room. But you can't compare your trauma to someone else's because if it changes everything that you feel, the safety of your childhood, the dishonesty of someone else, the tragedy of somebody taking innocence from you, that's your trauma. And it doesn't matter if it comes from a teacher, if it comes from a parent, it almost always comes from a parent. I hate to say that, but even if you think you had good parents, there's some things and secrets that, you know, if you dig a little bit further, you're like, oh, that was kind of, that was hurtful. And I didn't, I just kind of buried that away. Listen, we all, and we're doing the same thing to our kids because it's what we know and what we do, even inadvertently. But if we can dig into our hard story and find the places where we can start grieving that and, and go through the suffering of that in the right way, then God can partner with us and we can start moving out of that pit and moving up to a place where there is freedom, there is joy, there is peace. Even in the midst of struggles, we're always going to have struggles. It's We don't get out of it just because we know our story and like, oh, I'm free. I'm a happy bird now. No, we're still going to have like pitfalls. We're still going to have things that trigger us. And here's the thing. You can't just say that I prayed it away and I'm healed and I'm fine and I don't think about it. Your memory didn't go away. Your body still knows that it's in there. So somebody could say one thing or some situation can happen where all of a sudden it shoots you back to that moment and boom, you're triggered. So even though you've prayed, you've fasted, you're like, oh yeah, I'm cured of that. I don't even think about it anymore. I'm good. I challenge you to really think about that because your body and your memories do not vanish. God doesn't want you to vanish those because your hard story actually could become your calling. It can be the main thing that you could actually help someone else with if you get your own healing started. If you get to a place where you can say, I understand why that happened. I get why that happens now. And you know what? I've mourned that a lot And that wasn't fair and it wasn't right. What my mom did to me that day was horrific because it changed everything that I thought and I trusted in my eight-year-old body. I have grown up with such mistrust of people, especially women. (laughs) Friendships are really hard for me because there's a mistrust there. Do I know if it's ever going to be healed? I don't know that. It's, I can tell you honestly it's not completely healed right now. I still have moments where I'm like, eh, not sure I trust that. And so I hold back a little bit. It's for my protection, but I absolutely know where it's coming from. I'm not just like, well, I don't trust that person. I don't know why I just don't trust them. That's the way it is. I don't care. 
No, I dig into it now. I'm like, why are you feeling the way you're feeling? And why is it? And sometimes it's legitimate. Sometimes you need to hold back a little bit because they're not trusty. And and you don't want to share things with somebody that you can't trust. But we have to learn that, you know, your heart story is important and it's a part of your history. And it's something that you really need to understand in order to become that whole person, that, that free person that you want to be and stop putting these barriers in front of relationships and people you love because this is just the way it is and I don't know why I'm doing this but it's just the way I feel and that's that. Um, I spoke about this very subject at our church a few weeks back and you know, it was just so interesting because the women really received it well. And they were like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been trying to pray this away. I've been trying to do these things. And I'm like, all those things are good. And you should always continue to go to God with all of these things, but ask him to show you where that hurt is coming from. Because here's the thing I hate about family generation (laughs) is that you have these people who are broken that are doing these bad habit, like kind of cold things. And they're like, well, that's just the way we are. That's the way it was. And you're fine. Look at you came out. Okay. And I want to challenge that and say, actually, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't come out. Okay. I came out surviving. I don't know that I came out. Okay. I have a lot of trauma from the things that have happened and I just don't want to hold that in my body anymore. So I think that, um, Where you want to start is with that. If you see bad habits in your family and the family members are saying, well, who do you think you are? Like, that's the way we've always done it. You're fine. Get over it. Maybe you need to question that a little bit and go, okay, well, that's the way you are. But from here on out, I'm going to stop that. It was, it's become my whole passion of breaking off generational dysfunction is because I don't want my hard story to continue on in a negative way in my family. I want my grandchildren, when I leave a legacy, I want my grandchildren to say, my grandma was flawed, she was honest, and she really worked through those hard parts and really showed us unconditional love and didn't tell us to just ignore things and move on. She gently walked us through hard things. That's what I want to be remembered for. Someone who you could go to and I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to be honest with you. All of those things in combination to make me the person that I am. So another thing you may want to do is, are you willing to ask questions, even if it means learning that your parents may have played a part in the trauma You know, I've had women that come up and say, like, I thought I had the perfect parents. And then I started really thinking back to some particular things that had happened. And I realized they've kind of played a part in some of the trauma that I feel. But I, again, thought, oh, that's just the way we are. I don't need to look into that deeper. And then when they did, it was quite shocking to them. It brought tears to their eyes because they were like, oh, man, I have ignored a lot of things that actually really happened in our family that wasn't quite so perfect. And listen, none of us are perfect. I keep telling everyone, when you find the perfect parents, can you please introduce me? Because I'm not. 
I don't think you are. I don't know anyone that is. Honestly, we're not perfect. We're all flawed human beings. I mean, ask my kids. They'll probably tell you a million things that I do wrong or (laughs) where I'm crazy, but they love me and they know that they trust me. They know that they can come to me and um, things will be spoken in a wonderful way. Uh, One of my daughters says, Mom, we're like the over-communicating family. (laughs) We communicate so much. She said it's so different from some other families that I know. And I said, but I would rather have that than have secrets and have things that are damaging to you. Um, Do you want to start the change of familiar habits that don't serve you well anymore? Like self-protection, walls of protection. You know, you, you do these things. It's like, oh... This is how we do it. And then you throw the wall up of like, I'm fine. I'm strong. I, you know, this was a, a mantra that my mom would tell me all the time is you're a strong Portuguese woman. You can handle this. And so every time something horrific would happen, the wall of protection would go up for me. And I would say, I can do this. I can do this. But inside my body was screaming for someone to help me. But I didn't know how to ask for help because I was taught you don't ask for help. Let me just tell you. You should ask for help. You should always ask for help. And if you have some things that are just like burning inside of you, I would encourage you to seek out a therapist or a counselor. If you know that those things are there and you're like, you know what? I'm ready to move to the next level. I'm so ready to start getting honest with things. You might need a coach. I can help you with that. And I I think, you know, there are things that you can do as an unmothered when you're just like, nope, I don't want to follow those rules anymore. I really want to get to the next level. I don't have a lot of deep things right now. I think I've worked through that. If you are just at the beginning where you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I think there's some huge traumas there and I've ignored it all this time, I would recommend you talk to a therapist or a counselor and, and walk through those things first. If you've done that and you're kind of like, okay, so now I know where the bad habits are coming from, I think I want to move forward. Coaching is a beautiful thing for you because we can get you to the next place where you can be free from all that junk and just uh, figure out what are the things that you want from your life and how do you want to do it differently, but I just don't know where to start. Coaching can be a great thing for that. Stop and breathe when you feel the old patterns start to rise up and ask yourself, why is this happening and why am I feeling that way? I just talked to someone the other day that said, you know, I used to get so mad when this certain situation happened at work and I couldn't figure out like, why did that bother me so much? Why was that triggering me? And he said, oh my gosh, I remembered when I was little, that same situation used to happen to me with my parents. Now, before that never would have even occurred to them because we don't think of things like that. We just think that what is happening right now is what is happening right now. But sometimes when something really bugs you, you know, when someone bugs you a lot and you don't know why, a lot of times it's because there's things in yourself that you see in them that bother you. And that's why they bug you so much is because it's like, ah, I don't want them to act like that. It's because you don't want to act that way because you've been that way. So interesting, you know, you can really like stop and, and look at it that way. Also with your hard story, grieve it well, guys, 
I feel like, so this is what I did. I wrote a book. I wrote that story. I edited that story. I must have read that story a hundred times. Never felt the emotion behind it. I didn't grieve it well until I went to Chicago. I grieved that story so hard. I cried for that little girl. I was like, that was so, I want to say a bad word right now, (laughs) crappy. I wanted to say another word, but I, I just was so mad because I thought that was so unfair to do that to a child without like talking to all the parties and sitting down and just saying like, here's what's going to happen. It was like in an instant, I lost so much of me. But after you grieve it well, you need to just let it, let it sit and let, let it go, you know, just like, okay, so here we are. You may have to come back and visit it every once in a while, but like release some of that pressure. Let's let go some of that pressure from it. I think the more we talk about it, the more we understand it, the more we grieve it, the more we can come in, in connection with God and just like slowly get to a better place and be like, okay, that's not so much of a sting anymore. And just ask God to help you with all of this because He knows everything that's going on and he knows everything that's going to happen. And he's asking to partner with you and have you rely on him and him alone to really find the strength to like walk through these hard places. He's not leaving you there. He's, he's crying with you. One of the things that I told the group at our church is, you know, the two best words in the Bible that I, I just really love because it shows me God's heart is when it says, Jesus wept wow, like, yeah, he cries with us. He's not sitting up there judging us. I went to a church as a young girl that was fire and brimstone. You could never do enough and God's going to punish you and God's mad at you and God's this and God's that. I don't know that kind of God. Not anymore because now when I go to God and I just sit with him quietly, I hear a small, still, gentle voice. I feel a warmth around me where I know he's hugging me and he's like, yeah, I'm crying with you. This is really sad. And you know what? Permission granted. You can do that. It's okay. And I'm going to be here tomorrow and I'm going to be here the next day and I'm going to be with you forever. So in the midst of our struggle, we can find peace and joy in that. But I am imploring you guys, figure out your hard story figure out the things that really need to be to start digging through and changing and really getting to a place where we can be real with our lives and start trying just stop trying to like tough it out and ignore and stuff and put a wall up and be angry and rage or numb out let's just go drink it away or do some drugs or do something else or you know, anything else, but to think about my crazy life, don't do that. Dig into it, find out why, and be the healthiest person that you can be with what you have right now. I'm cheering you on. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you leave a comment, do a five-star rating if you like it. (laughs) But most of all, come back again for another episode and we will talk to you soon. Bye, peeps. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.